Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. The information and opinions you hear on the Del Wamsley Radio Show are those of the host, Del Wamsley, his guests, and his callers, and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of this station, its affiliates, its management, or advertisers. The Del Wamsley Show is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult a professional regarding your personal investment needs. Nothing presented on the Del Wamsley Show constitutes an endorsement, recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any product or security. Welcome to the Del Wamsley Radio Show. Dell challenges the status quo, questions everything, and empowers you to return to your core beliefs to make your life better. If you're ready to hear the truth and get your roadmap to the lifestyle you really want, the next hour will change your life. And now your host, self-made millionaire, national award-winning investor of the year, CEO and founder of Lifestyles Unlimited, Dell Wamsley. Welcome to the Del Wamsley Radio Show, where the hype ends and the help begins. I'm your host, Del Wamsley, and as always, we're working on your financial freedom. Today, my friends, uh, I'm going to answer a question that I've received from one of my listeners. Uh, the question is, what is and what was the basic starting point for your financial success, for your business success, for your physical fitness success? Uh, in general, how did you accomplish the things you've accomplished in life, and where was the starting point? point for all that because I'm at that point I'm looking for that starting point so I'm going to go into that today uh, and I'm going to cover that before I get there though I want to talk with you about um, a different concept and that concept is uh, anarchy and anarchy is one of those things that as a young youth I was taught that most people want you to believe in and live up the status quo and as we went through this last couple of months here with this stuff going on, I, um, you know, first of all, like everybody else, just sat back and said, okay, I guess we got to do this. This is our civic responsibility to sit on the sidelines and do nothing. And uh, I guess all these great grand doctors know what they're talking about. We really don't know what we're talking about. And I felt that way. Less and less and less as times went on, to be quite honest with you. And it got to the point where, quite honestly, um, started questioning it. Then, when things started getting really bad, I mean, when you've eaten the same food every day for weeks and weeks and weeks, you haven't had a haircut for a month or two, uh, you start questioning it even more. And then all of a sudden, unbelievably, the sun comes out and it's beautiful, it's incredible you know, weather, and you're thinking, what is going on with all this? So I started questioning it, and I made it my 
job to get out and go to every business I could go to. And you've heard my stories up and down the last three or four weeks, or actually two months it's been going on, where I've gone out to see different businesses to see how they're faring and so forth. And it's interesting to me how some businesses stayed open, no one got sick. I mean, as somebody pointed out the other day on the radio, he's gone to the same grocery store. I've gone to the same grocery store for, you know, eight weeks now. We've seen the same checkout people, the same counter people. None of them are dying of COVID. Of course, they've got on masks and they've got splash guards in front of them and so forth. But the people that are, you know, putting all the stuff on the shelves and doing all the work, none of them are getting sick. There's Home Depot is open. Nobody there is. You're not hearing anybody getting sick at Home Depot. Um, you know, even I brought on the gun range guy because even gun range was considered a uh, an important or whatever the word for it is where you have to have that open uh, type of deal. And as you go through this, you know, you get to the other end of that and you go, hmm, was all this really necessary? Well, I'm not going to put that on my guest today. My guest is here just to share with us what they went through as a business, because I like to highlight these different businesses and talk to them about how they've gotten around and gotten through this. Because one, we are entrepreneurs and we own businesses. And it's something interesting just to hear other people's take on it. But before we go into that, I want you to understand one set of data that's very important. And I'm going to just highlight this conversation. However, I'm not going to highlight this has nothing to do with my guest or what their belief system is. Uh, don't take it that way. This is just me putting it out there as, as a transitional piece. And that is in 2017, right, in 2017, uh, there were something like 2.813 million deaths. 2,800,000 people died in 2017. 599,000 of them died from cancer. 647,000 died from heart attack. Accidents, 169,900, but we didn't stop people from driving, and we didn't stop people from smoking cigarettes, and we didn't stop people from drinking. 146,000 strokes and 121,000 Alzheimer's disease deaths. Diabetes took down 83,000 people, but get this. Influenza and pneumonia took down 55,000, right? But here's the one that should blow you away. Chronic lower respiratory diseases. Hmm, sounds like COVID-19. Took down 160,201 people in 2017. I think we're at 87,000 right now and we're in what it is, May now. I bet we get to 160,000 people again. But this year, 30 million people are unemployed because of those 160,000 deaths. Heck, 47,000 people killed themselves with suicide. Influenza killed 55,000 people in 2017. Was it really necessary to put 30 million people out of work? That's the question I leave you with as we transition into the next segment, which is basically, I have a very fine lady here with me. Her name is Sydney Crouch. She is the operating partner for Fleming's Steakhouse. And uh, I enjoyed a wonderful Mother's Day at her restaurant. I wanted to bring her in and let's hear how they have been surviving this. Sydney, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me on. Excited to be here. So when I went to your place, um, it was 
not full. Very few people. Uh, obviously, the first couple of days back, I think you'd only been open for three days. But your social distancing was wonderful. <laughs> your people were friendly as can be, and the food was great. So it was in a very enjoyable uh, time for me. Uh, but it, it made me ask questions. I mean, you guys are a very famous steakhouse. You're usually packed, usually a waiting list to get in there. And I'm in there, and there's, I think, four couples there, you know. And yeah. uh, you had seating, I don't know. What What is your max seating, and what were you set up to take that day? So at a 25% capacity, which is what the governor has uh, given us that directive, we can basically accommodate 84 people total in the building. Um, so on any given day, we can have upwards of 300, but considering the capacity settings that we have, um, we could only accommodate 18 total tables, which is, you know, far and wide, vastly different than any other Mother's Day. And I know that you guys, um, like everybody else, have struggled to get through this, and you, I'm sure you rallied your troops and got together um, all the powers to be to figure out how to handle this. Are you a chain of restaurants, I assume? We are a part of a bigger company called Bloom and Brands, and uh, Bloom and Brands operates with Outback Steakhouse, Bonefish Grill, Carabas, and then Fleming's is their fine dining establishment. We're nationwide, and uh, we have about 68 locations currently. So, yes, we are part of a bigger company. Wow. You know, I've eaten at all those restaurants, and I, I think I eat at Carabas every other day just simply because of the, I enjoy that type of food. So when I went in there, there was only like four or so people. That's got to be devastating. Let's talk about uh, what your company's theory was from the beginning. When this first they started shutting people down, did, did you have a all of a sudden everybody get frazzled uh, or were they calm? How did, how did that all work out? So I think the most important thing to remember when it comes to any business during all of this is that there is absolutely no playbook on this. This is a, um, you know, learn as you go type of situation and uh, learn and grow. And um, initially, because we are nationwide and there are so many different directives from so many different governors, it, it was um, it was to the point where we had to stop and take a step back and think, OK, how do we do this as a brand nationally? and align where we're still following these government municipalities locally. Um, so it, it did take us a moment to kind of all align and, and pretty much get our own playbook in order so that we could operate under the no restaurant dining, carry out only capacity. That was something completely foreign to us. Yeah, I'm going to come back to that in a second uh, because I wanted to touch on one other thing, uh, part of this intro to this, is that the employee side of it. You had mentioned to me that you didn't lay off any employees during this entire time. Is that true? That's true, and that's not just for Fleming's. That's for Bloomin' Brands overall. Um, when I say that I absolutely love this company, I loved it before, but you learn a lot about a business once you start to go through these types of situations and it can make or break your business and your brand image. And, um, no, we did not furlough a single associate. We actually offered relief pay for all of our tipped associates, all of our hourly associates throughout the entire, I think we're looking at eight weeks now worth of paychecks that everyone got. Um, all right. Well, like that's I a good said, place to take a break, yeah. Sydney. We're going to have to go to break. We'll be right back because I want to get more on this. We'll be right back with uh, Sydney Crouch and the Del Wamsley Radio Show. Del Wamsley talks about finding that one thing that made sense for the lifestyle. I looked at franchises. I looked at multi-level marketing. I looked at everything in the world. 
but nothing made as much sense as buying one simple little rental property. Real estate is your best option. Real estate makes sense. Lifestyles Unlimited will teach you how to buy your first rental property. Join our live online free workshop to find out more. Register at lifestylesunlimitedworkshop.com. Del Wamsley talks about positive cash flow tax-free. I bought one little rent house. So a month later, I bought three more. Now I started receiving even more positive cash flow. $880 a month positive cash flow after just two months. This cash flow was tax-free because of the way I did it. Because if you know how to do it the right way, you won't pay taxes on that. Give yourself a raise tax-free. Find out how at Lifestyles Unlimited's live online free workshop. Register today at lifestylesunlimitedworkshop.com. Lifestyles Unlimited Executive Vice President, Business Consultant, and Successful Real Estate Investor Lynn Murrow on the critical difference between those who succeed and those who fail. Whether you have a small business, whether you are running a division of a large corporation, whether you're a CEO of a Fortune 100 company listening to us right now, or whether you work for somebody else, you have an area of responsibility and you are presented with a novel challenge by a novel virus that's going on right now. And the key to all of that is keeping your head up and looking for opportunity when what you want to do is curl up in a ball and uh, and go to sleep. And it's that is the critical difference between people who succeed right now and people who fail. Lifestyles Unlimited has been helping people succeed since 1990. Join us for our free online real estate workshop and learn the seven principles we teach to run our business and provide for our families. Register at lifestylesunlimitedworkshop.com. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Austin's Talk, 1370. Come back. Now here's some more unconventional wisdom to set you free from the man on a mission to retire America, one person at a time, Del Wamsley. Welcome back to Del Wamsley Radio Show. With me here as a guest today is Sydney Crouch. She's operating partner for Fleming Steak out here in Houston, Texas. And as we went to break, uh, she was talking about how wonderful her company is, how they kept all their employees on up and down the line from the very beginning uh, person, uh, the waitress and waiters, and got them different kinds of supplementation for income all the way up through the whole entire corporation. So I want to, in this next segment, change the direction a little bit here, and this is why I ask you to stay up for a second section, is I wanted to talk about you with your staff talking about the day-to-day -day operations. Share with us really two things. There's a direction I want to go here. How do you see the near future? Is it picking up? Is it going to pick up? Are you going to be able to, to keep that 25% um, full? And if so, will that pay the bills? 
So at a 25% capacity, I think any restaurant would struggle to, to pay the bills. But um, luckily, from what I understand, Governor Abbott's going to give some directive on Monday as to whether or not we can move to a 50% capacity, which will help. But at the same time, especially in our area, I think people are still proceeding with a lot of caution. Um, typically, Mother's Day, for example, would be a huge day for us in our restaurant. But as you witnessed firsthand, um, we had trouble filling the 18 tables that we did have. On the flip side of that, though, is uh, we really maximized our carryout structure. And typically where we would have a full dining room, we did 55% of our sales for the day in carryout and 45% of our sales in main dining. So I think that people are still definitely proceeding with caution and that they're choosing to take their meals home rather than go out into the public at this point. Um, I will say, though, that the media's kind of calmed down with the scare tactics of don't go out, you're going to get sick, you need to wear a mask. Um, I've, I've definitely noticed that that's calmed down a little bit, which I think will absolutely help the public's um, likelihood to go back out. And, and there is a lot of trust involved in dining out as it is. I mean, it's a very usually uh, full of contact experience and you put a lot of trust in people when you go out. So we're doing the best that we can on our end to make sure that everybody's comfortable when they come in. We do temperature checks on our associates. Um, we wear masks and gloves. We have uh, cleanings every 30 minutes. And, you know, we want to make sure that we're building the trust with our guests. But at this point right now, um, I think we're kind of at a standstill until our consumers are more comfortable going back out. That's just what I've seen firsthand. So um, my staff and I up and down the lines all the way from the top down, we've had conversations and the conversation comes down to this. Okay, we've been forced to take live seminars all over the country to virtual seminars. We, we can't mm -hmm. have large groups of people in a room. We used to have four or 500 people in a room for a seminar. Now we got to do it via internet, right? Mm -hmm. um, our small group e meetings even have to be internet. Uh, everything has changed. Yet what we found was we've been able to sustain what we do at some proximity. And I don't know what the number is, to be honest with you. I haven't even looked at it because it hasn't hurt me yet, you know, to where maybe we're 90% of our total marketing uh, income, 80% of it, whatever it is. But the bottom line is we're able to do what we do from home. And this is, to us, has created a psychological change in and about how we see what we do and how we think we have to do it. Let me give an example, then I'm going to ask you that same question, and that is, some things, you know, when they say we're going to go back to normal, don't ever go back to normal. They become what we call the new normal. And the one I'll give everybody out there to, to think about was before 9-11, I bet you don't even remember this, before 9-11, you could just go get on an airplane. Yep, and now absolutely. you have to stand in line for 15 to 30 minutes to go through a little magnetometer and have, you know, somebody feel up your wife. And, you know, that stuff would never <laughs> have been tolerated, you know. And now it is. It's common. I mean, we realize it. That's it. It's taken for granted. Yet it's nowhere near, you know, it's been how many years has that been? And that is a lingering problem. Do you, how do you see the new normal after this is all over, uh, Sydney? Do you see changes? Have your, have your company or your group of friends that you work with there, do they see changes that it will never go back to the same it was? Um, absolutely. I think that uh, the biggest change that we'll see in my area of the service industry in the fine dining world 
is our private dining. Um, typically, our private dining revenue is about 30% of our, our revenue overall. And just as you mentioned, people are realizing that they can still have these meetings, they can still get the work done, and they can still get the communication out there without gathering. So finding out how we can still maximize private dining without having large groups in the building is absolutely going to be a challenge moving forward. Uh, we, we're kind of guesstimating that we're not really going to see much movement in private dining until Q4. So that's, that's a huge uh, dip for us and something that we're absolutely going to have to try to work around. And no, I, I do think that the new normal is 100% going to be these online Zoom meetings or um, Microsoft meetings where we're not doing the face-to-face -face meetings that we were before. I think that that is absolutely going to be the new normal. What about takeout food? I mean, it's, it was unheard of in the past to go to a steakhouse and pick up a steak in a paper <laughs> sack, right? Yeah, absolutely. Is that going to change? Because are people becoming more tolerant of picking up food? It is so surprising to me, um, and you're absolutely right. Even three months ago, the thought of a $70 steak to go was cringeworthy to me um, because you, you pay for the steak, but I want the fine dining experience when I pay that kind of money. And when we moved into this, this COVID world and we were forced to be carryout only, we really had to realign like, okay, well, what do we do now? And is there going to be a market for this? Surprisingly, there was. Um, we partnered with Uber Eats and DoorDash. We implemented an online ordering system, any way that we could to get the food to the guests because there actually was that market for it and people wanted it. I, I for one, was very surprised at how much of a push for that there was. And um, just like I mentioned, on Mother's Day, we had... 55% of our sales in the carryout capacity, whereas we only had 45%. It was almost an even split. So I think that that is going to become um, more, more of an incentive for the guests now that there is that option to do that rather than go out. I absolutely think that that is going to become sort of our new normal as well. Well, I'll tell you, uh, I'm, I've fallen prey to it. We're picking stuff up almost every night because we don't cook. We're two grown adults, and we both work, and we don't cook. That's not something we would do uh, type of deal. So we really enjoy it. Hey, I appreciate you coming on today. And um, my my final thoughts are um, with, your, with your program and everybody else out there. Guys, what I would miss if I picked up Sydney's steak in a bag is the drinks. The drinks were over-the-top phenomenal. I had a great time. The atmosphere was wonderful. And you're never going to get that with the steak in the bag. The steak in the bag's great, but you miss that ambiance. So I want you all to get back out there and start, you know, using the opportunity that we have now to get out and enjoy and to get these businesses back on the feet. Sydney, thanks for coming in again and uh, sharing your time with us. Thank you so much, Joe. Bye-bye. Now, with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade used with permission. Austin's Talk 1370.
Welcome back. Now here's some more unconventional wisdom to set you free from the man on a mission to retire America one person at a time, Del Wamsley. Welcome back to the Del Wamsley Radio Show. Today I told you I was going to answer a question I got in an email, and that is where did it all start for you? And uh, I have to say that it all started with a book that I read by uh, called Pulling Your Own Strings by Dr. Wayne Dyer. Now, the concept behind this book is that everybody is trying to keep us down. Everybody out there in the world wants us to live a mediocre life. And the way they do that is by controlling and manipulating us in every way, shape, and form they can. They're pulling our strings, so to speak, right? And um, the concept is, is that the safety for the status quo, for the average person, the safety for them in this world to live unscathed and happy is that no one else becomes successful, that no one else gets away. That if I can make you feel bad about yourself, then you won't feel like uh, you'll feel better about me. I'll put myself on a pedestal above you by making you feel bad about yourself. Not letting you make decisions that are good for yourself, but telling you that all decisions need to be made for the welfare of everybody but you, that you have no real reason to live. So um, there's a statement that comes out of the book's cover. It goes something like this. It says, mediocrity finds safety and standardization. So don't compare and follow others. Be a nonconformist. Live your own life because no one even remotely like you. There is no one even remotely like you in terms of your innermost feelings, thoughts, and desires. All right? So that's just the basic premise that you can be different. It's okay. But really, what it comes down to is it's talking about you need to stop people from controlling and manipulating you. Uh, one of those quotes from the book is, or on the cover jacket says, pulling your own strings is devoted to people who want to stop being victimized and take advantage of their own lives. To do this, Dr. Wayne Dyer um, encourages others to think for themselves and, if necessary, become rebellious. So rebellious is something that people don't like. Uh, and rebellious, if you get good at it, becomes an anarchy. And anarchy is that concept that the status quo needs to be blown up now and then. That it's not right, right? It, it's like the status quo that we should all give up our wealth, our jobs, our safety, financial security, because 87 people, 87,000 people died this year from coronavirus is just a ridiculous concept now that I look back at it. I can't believe that for two week, two months now I've been talking to you about this and not seen the, the light of this thing. I mean, I didn't. who knew? They were telling us 2 million people were going to die. 87,000 people have died so far. Let's say it doubles. It's 160,000. That's how many people died of respiratory diseases in 2017. So they don't want you to be rebellious. They don't want you to be an anarchist and think outside of the box. They want to control and manipulate you, just like that black judge did in Dallas, Texas, that took that poor lady that opened her nail salon and he threw her in jail for not being contritious. He didn't throw her in jail for opening the salon. He threw her in jail for not being contritious to the 
liberal left theory of life that everything you own isn't yours, it belongs to everybody else, right? Until you can overcome that ability, until you can learn to not let people control and manipulate you, uh, you're never going to get anywhere. It goes on and says each chapter offers guidance on how to stop allowing others to pull your strings. There are practical steps for overcoming victimization habits and quizzes to help you figure out what to do in certain situations. Pulling your own strings gives easy to understand specific strategies on how to get out of the victim habit. There are examples in real life situations with new ways to respond to them. So, you know, let's talk about this. When I was a young kid, I was 200 pounds in fourth grade. I was victimized by my students or my my peers i was picked on because i was a fat kid had a shaved head and i wore coke bottle glasses so i was victimized constantly right i was victimized by my my teachers say well why is that because i was so smart and i know this sounds arrogant but i was so either smart or just intellectual enough that to or bored enough that everybody else wouldn't let me play with them that I read all the books and I knew all the stuff and they got tired of me being a pontificator and an anarchist within the the operation I remember in my first grade or my kindergarten class my teacher sent home a report card with me and I ran home really excited told my mom I said mom mom I'm famous I'm famous I'm famous I'm only in kindergarten I'm famous and she said what and she opened the, the report card and it said uh, your son is infamous for talking out in class. Now, I want you to understand that 60 years later, I now make a living by talking outside of the box on a radio show that's in 106 different radio stations all over the country. And I've also been outside of the box on just about everything else I've ever done. And it's being outside of the box that has helped me make the decisions to get the results to give me a life better than anyone else. And in the intro, they say he, he does the things, he'll teach you to do the things that no one else will do to have a life no one else has, uh, is really true. Because until you're willing to fight. Now, I was also victimized by my parents. My mother and dad uh, were divorced, but before their divorce, my mother was an alcoholic drug addict. Uh, she was a hypochondriac. She had all kinds of illnesses, and because of that, she took drugs, um, prescription drugs, and then prescription drugs. She started drinking on top of it, and you know where that goes. I mean, she just was gone my whole youth life. I don't even know who she was. And she used to blame me for everything. She would tell you, you know, if it weren't for you and your sister, you know, I wouldn't be this way. You shouldn't realize how bad off I am. And so what they're doing, these are traps. They're making you feel bad about what they're doing, right? And uh, you, you've got to not let them do that. And so you talk about how do you get out of these things? This book is really good about talking about actions. How you allow people to control and manipulate you tells them what they can get away with. So if they hit you with something and it pushes a button, they're controlling you. I see it happen even to my adult age right now. Somebody knows something that really irritates me, hurts me. They say it to push that button. Now, the solution should be, go away. I want nothing to do with you. The solution should not be get mad at them. Its solution should not be um, change your direction in life. The solution be, go away. That's the answer to being controlled and manipulated and pushed around by people. And this is just one of the things that this book teaches you. Um, 
It also teaches you to confront your fear because the fear is that once you start to assert your own ideals, your own theories, your own desires, that the world's going to hate you. It's going to come down upon you, right? And that's just not the case. So as I asserted myself against my parents, against the other people that I was growing up with, against my teachers, and by the way, just so you know, I sent a letter back to my teacher when I became a millionaire. When I first made my first million, I took a picture of it um, and sent it to my you know, kindergarten teacher and said, look, you remember me? I'm that guy that wouldn't shut up. Well, now I'm a millionaire. What are you? You say, well, that sounds mean. No, what that is is redistributing intellectual theory backwards down the socialistic educational monopoly that the leftists have on our kids to make them all believe what they should be. So we're all taught the stuff that you should go to school, shut up, get good grades, don't push back, you know, get good enough grades to go to college, go to college take on the liberal leftist theory of life, get out, get a job, work for 40 or 50 years, right? Put your money in a 401k, an IRA, all these, you have been controlled and manipulated to believe your entire life. And so the starting point for my success was quite honestly, when I realized that everybody else wasn't right, that my parents weren't right. Socially, they were a mess. Psychologically, they were a mess. Physical, physical fitness and health, they were a mess. So I looked outside. My teachers were fat. My teachers were poor. My teachers were ignorant and unfair. So I looked to everyone else. And as I looked to my bosses, my bosses were fat. My bosses were ignorant. My bosses, I could do their job within six months of any job I ever took. I could do their job because they were at their highest potential in life and barely getting by. And that's when I realized that there's so much more for you out there. You have to see that. And when you see that, then your life will start to change. We'll be right back with the Del Walmsley Radio Show. My friends, how many of you out there right now believe you have a plan? I followed the conventional plan for years, and then the conventional plan blew up in my face. I wonder how many of you can relate to that exact same thing. The real question is how many of you have actually figured out how to turn that thing around and make it happen. Do you have a plan? Lifestyles Unlimited has one for you. It's worked for countless others. Retire in five years or less. Come learn more. Join us for our live online workshop. Register at lifestylesunlimitedworkshop.com. Del Wamsley on having a plan. The year I got cancer and could not work for eight months, I lost 50 pounds. I want to tell you that I made $4 million that year. I made more that year than any year I'd ever made previous to that in my life. And I'm not telling you that to impress you. I'm telling you that to impress upon you. I didn't go to work for eight months. That's a plan. Create your plan at Lifestyles Unlimited's live online free workshop. Register at lifestylesunlimitedworkshop.com. Talk 1370, The Right Choice. Now, here's some more unconventional wisdom to set you free from the man on a mission to retire America, one person at a time, Del Wamsley. Welcome back to Del Wamsley Radio Show. We're just discussing today, what is the basic mindset change that occurred early in my life that um, allowed me to have all the successes that I've had in life uh, in so many different ways? 
And I think it all started back, you know, when I read the book, Dr. Wayne Dyer, Pulling Your Own Strings. And through that book, I came to the conclusion of a statement. I think Tony Robbins when I actually got the statement from, but the, the theory was already in my mind, which is the past doesn't indicate the future or the past. Tony Robbins says the past doesn't equal the future. So one of the things that Dyer talks about is one of the ways that people keep you down is by your history. They talk about how you weren't that smart in school, how you didn't study that hard in school, how you were a fat little kid, how you were an ugly little kid, or even how you were a cute little kid, meaning that you were really just a little goofball. Uh, but they all talk about the things you've done in the past. Do you remember when you lost that money? Do you remember when um, you you got out of shape? Do you remember when you got pregnant, you know, without being married? Do you remember uh, when you took those drugs and got drunk or high and got thrown in jail? Do you remember this? Do you remember that? Do you remember this? Do you remember? And everything they do is they try to hold you down. And they try to hold you down in a million different ways, like, okay, do you remember when you cheated on me? Do you remember when I caught you doing this? Do you remember when I caught you doing that? And all of these are psychological manipulators. They're, they're manipulators where people are trying to get you to do something they want you to do by holding you out as being less than a perfect person. And unless you can just not allow these people to do this to you, then there's really no happiness for you. You'll never be happy because once they figure out how to pull that trigger, pull that string, once they know how to push that button, they've got you. So your choice has to be, am I going to be a victim or a victor in this situation? What's the difference? Am I a victim or a victor in this situation? And you have to make that choice on all Every day, it comes up again and again and again. The next thing you have to do is realize there is no comparison. It's just you'll never be happy if you're comparing yourself to other people. All of my competition in life has been against myself. Okay, I've been X. God, I'd like to be X plus one. And when I get to be X plus one, I want to be X plus three, you know? But I don't look over to the left and go, I'm going to be this guy. I'm never going to be that guy. I don't have the genetics that guy has, I don't have the brain that guy has, I don't have the, the uh, family backing that that guy has, because I never had any family backing. You know, there's all these things they had, but you're never going to be that person. You can't focus on how you compare to other people. You have to focus on how you compare to what you could be, and that is something you have to change in your life. You've got to learn to be a victor, not a victim, right? The next thing you need to learn to do is to become what we call quietly effective. In other words, if you're out there blowing up Facebook every single day about how great you are and how important you are, then you've got to realize that that's all your ego and that your ego is out there being, you're stroking yourself is what you're basically doing. And the reality is, is that to get great gains, to obtain great gains, you need to be quietly effective. In other words, don't walk away tomorrow and say, I've just made the decision because I heard Del Wamsley say I have to take control of my life. You don't even need to tell anybody. There's no need to, you know, advertise that you become effective. Be quietly effective. Just don't let them do it to you anymore. Just stop all the control and the manipulation. I get scared every time I get on the radio and tell people don't 
believe what the government says. I'm afraid the government will one day step down and come and take me off the radio and throw me in jail and go, man, you're an anarchist. And I go, I am an anarchist, so I can argue that point. But the, the reality is, is that it really doesn't do me any good to argue about the government. If I really wanted to change the government, I would quietly get into politics. I would quietly get people uh, that had power around me and use their influence to get things done in the government. But yelling and screaming and going out on the streets and, and uh, you know, having riots, that's not, that's not changing things. The way they change things is the way the liberals change it. They control the minds of your children. They take over the public school districts and they put in people and the judges and, and all the political positions where, you know, you think they're government servants, but they're really political hacks that are there controlling and manipulating the brains of you, your children, and everyone around you. That's quietly effective. That is where if you ever read any of the books out there about how to take over and overthrow the world. I mean, I, pick your guy, pick your guy. Who do you want? Which, which one of the many, many people that overtook the Soviet Union, overtook Italy, overtook, you know, Germany, every crazy person out there all does the same thing. They're quietly effective. So in your own little world, if you want to be effective, you need to be quietly effective. Now, the next one is the loyalty to things and institutions instead of loyalty to yourself. Now, that's a tough one because it really drills down into so many things like loyalty to your God, loyalty to your country. And, and I mean, right there, the conservatives have just turned me off. Okay, turn that guy off. He's crazy. You know? But when you are blindly loyal to anything, right, when you're blindly loyal to anything, that's problematic. And so your loyalty has to be to you and your own set of morals, not to a government of the men, by the men, which isn't really for the men, as you're finding out right now. It's really for whichever political party has the power. And so when you stop believing that other people are here to take care of you and you start believing, if it's going to be, it's up to me, all of that is the answer to your question. That is the first step to becoming financially successful, physically successful, emotionally successful, or any other thing. If it's going to be, is up to me, is the most relevant statement that you need to learn to live by. Hope you enjoyed the show today. And remember, we're not doing this for some money. We're doing it for a lifestyle. Have a wonderful day. We'll see you tomorrow. Thank you for listening to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show, teaching you the opposite of everything you've been taught so you can obtain the results you've never obtained. Join us seven days a week. Can't get enough? Visit DellOnTheRadio.com to listen to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show, access past show podcasts, and join the conversation.
The information and opinions you hear on the Del Wamsley Radio Show are those of the host, Del Wamsley, his guests, and his callers, and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of this station, its affiliates, its management, or advertisers. The Del Wamsley Show is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult a professional regarding your personal investment needs. Nothing presented on the Del Wamsley Show constitutes an endorsement, recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any product or security. The place to baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.